If you have your copy of God's Word with you, please turn to Psalm 84. This is God's Word for you. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, your word is God-breathed, and you promised that it would never return void. This evening, we cling to that promise as we pray that you will achieve your purposes through the preaching of your word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In college, there was this one class that I will never forget, and not in a good way. It was a logistics class, which was about as much fun as you would think it was. We had a test coming up at some point, and it was in a couple weeks, but I decided to check the syllabus the night before class just to make sure we didn't have any homework done. And you can imagine the horror that I felt when I realized the test was the next day. It was a rough night and an even rougher morning. When thinking of our relationship with God, I think we often tend to view him like I viewed that test. He's real, but he's out there somewhere. He is distant. Reality, though, is for God's people, he's actually really close by. With the test, it being very close was a very bad thing for me. But for God's people, his being close is greater than anything we could ever hope to comprehend. And the reality is that he is close by. As we look at Psalm 84 this evening, let us praise God that he brought us near to him and into his presence and for the blessings that receive as a result of that. And we'll start this evening by looking at the blessings that God gives us as we seek to be in his presence in times of adversity. So we start with verses 5 through 7. Blessed are those whose strength is in the Lord. To show us what he means by blessed are those whose strength is in the Lord, the psalmist tells of a group of pilgrims who are on their journey from some far-off place to the temple in Jerusalem because Zion is in their hearts. The Lord is in their heart. 
these people are traveling so they that might be in his temple because it is a, the temple that symbolized God's very presence on earth. So they make this long and difficult trip seeking to be in the presence of their God. And on their way to Jerusalem, they go through the valley of Baca. Literally translated from the Hebrew, this is the valley of weeping. This valley of weeping is a place of hardship for these pilgrims. They are facing adversity on their trip because they have come to a place where there is little water to survive on as they make this trek. I'm sure many of you understand what it means to go through adversity as you seek to be with the Lord. You have your own valley of weeping that you have had to travel through. Though unlike these pilgrims, it was not a literal desert, but instead a season of life where you are seeking to be with the Lord and all you see around you is dryness and despair. Christian, you can take heart. Because in these seasons of hardship, the Lord is able to make your valley of weeping a place of springs for you. That is why the psalmist says that these pilgrims go from strength to strength. Because they are able to go from water source to water source, the thing that gives them life, that they are able to continue on their journey. And the Lord grants this because of their faith, a faith that drives them to seek after him, even though they have to go through the valley of weeping itself. For blessed are those whose strength is in the Lord. They are not trusting in themselves. They cannot produce these springs of water in and of themselves. But as they make their way to Jerusalem, they trust that the Lord will be able to provide the water, the sustenance for them on their journey. Because even though they are far from the temple, the Lord is actually right there with them the entire time. He, just like he is with you, his people, all of the time. He is the one making the valley of weeping a place of springs so that his pilgrims may go from strength to strength even though there is nothing but dryness all around them. For he does not abandon his people. When flying, there is nothing more dreaded than a very long delay, especially on your flight home. You spend a lot of time just sitting in the airport You have nothing to do but watch some bad news station. And you're just waiting to be back with your family. Traveling is hard enough. Nobody wants to experience more hardships along the way. Well, when these delays happen, under the right circumstances, the airline will give you a food voucher for one of the restaurants in the airport so that you can eat while you're sitting in your delay. They give you this voucher to give you just enough sustenance to hold you over till your flight is back on schedule. Well, I have great news for you here today. Our God is much kinder and much more generous than airlines are, which in and of itself is a reason to praise him. So let us praise God that he does not just give us a tiny voucher of faith as we seek to be in his presence in hard times, But instead, he gives us so much that our spiritual deserts become places flowing with springs of the living water. He does not give us just enough strength to barely hold on. No, he gives us strength to overcome our obstacles that are in our way because he is a generous God. 
and he generally blesses those who find their strength in him. He will give you more than enough strength to make it through whatever hardships that you are enduring. For you here today, note that the Lord's grace is sufficient for you and that his power is made perfect in your weakness. And praise God and continue to seek him after, and seek after his presence in times of hardship because in him you have no need to fear and you have no need to doubt. But just as these pilgrims make it through the valley of Baca and eventually reach Jerusalem and be in the presence of their God, our hardships will pass as well. And we will enter into seasons in which we get to experience the fullness of the joys of being with our God. Looking at the first stanza of this psalm now, it ends in verse 4 by saying, Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Looking at these verses that come before it, we see that the blessings of the Lord are security and protection that we find in being the Lord, in the Lord's presence. He starts in verse 1 by proclaiming the loveliness of the temple. While the temple certainly was beautiful, made of the finest materials imaginable, made of the best wood, the best stone, covered with gold and fine materials... None of that is why the temple was lovely. No, the temple was lovely it's because that is where the Lord dwelled. The soul of the psalmist is longing and even fainting to be in the presence of his God in the temple. So why does he start talking about birds? It doesn't make sense. It'd be like asking a friend that was on a beach trip how it went. And he responds by saying, it was great. The seagulls were fantastic this year. 10 out of 10, best seagulls ever. That doesn't seem quite fit here. So what is the psalmist pointing us to? And when taking a deeper look at verse 3, we should know what it is about these birds that draws his attention. The sparrows find a home. The swallows find a nest which is really interesting when you stop to think about it. The temple of Jerusalem was the dwelling place of God. It's where his presence dwelt so that the people could come and give sacrifices and worship him. It was the most holy place on earth at this time. And yet here are these birds making a home in it. And the far-off psalmist is jealous of them. He is jealous that these birds that are essentially pests get to call the temple their home. These are not falcons. These are not eagles. These are not great birds. These are small and insignificant swallows and sparrows. Yet the Lord, who is aware of their presence, allows them to find a home and a refuge in his temple, a home they are not worthy of having, Yet in these homes that they do not deserve in his temple, they are guarded from the elements and from predators. Here they are safe from what would threaten them. It is the safety and the security that the Lord provides by allowing these birds to live in his temple that allows them to prosper and have offspring. And there is very much a sense in which we are just like these sparrows and swallows. We are not worthy to be in the presence of the Almighty God. We are not worthy to have access to His throne of grace. 
We are lowly creatures made from the dirt. We do the things that we should not do, and we love the things we should not love. But even then, God allows us to know him personally and to be in his presence. And just like those birds in the presence of our Lord, we have security and we have protection. The Lord our God is a mighty fortress. He, is, he has promised to protect us from our enemies. He has promised to care for us under his wing. He has promised us a secure salvation in Christ Jesus. And this is the security that the psalmist is longing for. He cries out to the Lord in this prayer saying, My King and my God. This is one of only two times in the entire Old Testament that this phrasing is used. And it brings the Lord's kingship to the forefront. We should never forget that the Lord is our God and he is our king. And what does a king do for his people? He protects them. He keeps them from foreign armies that would threaten them. He protects them from those who would seek to do them harm. Our God is a king, yes, but he's not just any king. He is the good king. He's the greatest king. He is the king above all kings. And he will provide security and protection for his people. And it is about here where any comparison with the birds ends. Because it is here where it is clear that the Lord loves you more than he loves the swallows and the sparrows. Because while he may have provided a shelter from them, for, for them from the hawks, he sent his son to die for you and keep you from the enemies that would love to snatch you out of his hand. You have a guarded salvation secured in Christ Jesus that shields you from the forces of darkness in this world that would love to snatch you out of his hand. But you have no need to worry because in the presence of our God, we are secure and nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The bird's security is temporary. Ours is eternal. It is everlasting. After all, our God is a rock and a mighty fortress. And it is here that we should join the psalmist in praise to our Lord. Because the security we find in his presence is much greater than a nest in a building. He allows us to find shelter in him so that we find everlasting and eternal security and protection. The Lord will protect you from the evil one. And that is why the psalmist is able to claim that those who dwell in the Lord's house are blessed. While this concept of a king may be foreign to us because we are Americans, I think the shepherd is another great example. The shepherd does much for his flock, but among those duties are protecting his flock from predators and from thieves. Praise God that he is the good shepherd that constantly stands guard over his flock, that protects us from evil. Even though we are unworthy of being in his presence, he still allows us to come to him for security and protection. Praise God that we have no need to worry and no need to fear. After all, 
If God is willing to take care of the birds, how much more will he take care of you, his people? Looking now at verse 12, the psalmist declares that blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And he is able to proclaim this because of how much greater the Lord's presence is to anything else. And working backwards through verses 11 and 10, we see that the Lord's presence is greater than anything else because he withholds nothing that is good from those who up walk. Rock, walk uprightly, sorry. He is a just God that blesses those that live according to his word. Seeking after God's presence day after day in word and prayer and walking according to his ways will never turn up empty. It will never disappoint. You will never regret meeting with your God. But we can never forget that it was the Lord himself that brought us into his presence Because he is the one that bestows favor and honor. More literally in the Hebrew, this is grace and glory. It was the Lord that granted us access to his throne of grace when we were not seeking him. We were dead in our sins, following the prince of the power of the air. Yet he saved us by grace and made us alive with Christ. If he is willing to give you grace when you are far off from him... Why would he not give you grace now that you are in his presence? And this is why he's given us the means of grace. He has given us his means so that we may seek to be in his presence freely to receive his grace. He's given us his word so that at any time of the day we can seek to be with our God. The same can be said for prayer. He has given us the church that we may come before him both individually and as the body of Christ. He did not give us these things to merely check off a box on a list. No, he has given us these miraculous gifts so that we can seek to know him personally and to be in his presence. And if this was all that the Lord gave us, none of us would have any right to complain ever. His grace alone is more than anything that we will ever deserve. But how amazing is our God that he gives us even more. He bestows honor or glory, which is something that I don't think we think about often enough. We forget how God has raised us far above our station. We were lowly, formed from the dirt. Yet our God has adopted us as sons and daughters of the King. We have been given the title of co-heirs with Christ. What title can bring more honor than that? And if that was not enough in and of itself, there is even more waiting for us after this life. There is an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison waiting for us where we will get to be with our God for the rest of eternity. That, my friends is why we are able to proclaim to the nations that we would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of our God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Because the farthest away you can be in the temple from from the presence of God while still being in the presence of God was at the door. 
It is better to be on the very fringes of the presence of God than being far from him in the tents of wicked, which would symbolize the wealth and prosperity of that time. The psalmist is telling how he would be a lowly doorkeeper on the fringes of the presence of the Lord than to be in the center of the wealth and the lavishness that the world had to offer. The grace and glory that we receive from our Heavenly Father is the reason that we are able to proclaim that the courts of the Lord for one day is better than being anywhere else for a thousand. The briefest experience of the presence of our Lord is better than the presence of anything else forever. It would be like someone offering to take you to the Grand Canyon for one full day, as long as you want for one day, or granting you access to a mud pit for a thousand days. Mud pits can be entertaining for a while, but there is something awe-inspiring about being at the edge of the Grand Canyon looking at all the vastness before you. Why would you choose a mud pit the mud pit that this world has to offer when you can be in the presence of the infinite, almighty, everlasting God. So praise God that the tiniest bit of his presence is better than anything else. The tiniest bit of his grace that the Lord gives you is greater than anything that this world has to offer. All the riches, all the fame, all the power, nothing can be compared to being with our God. So praise God that in his presence we receive glory and grace, favor and honor. Praise God that being on the fringes of his kingdom is greater than being in the center of our own. In God's presence, he gives us strength when we are weak. He gives security and protection. He provides favor and honor beyond all comparison. When looking at the world around us, aren't these blessings the exact same thing that the world is searching for? Are they not searching for something to make them strong when they are weak? Aren't they searching for security? Aren't they looking for the best that this life has to offer? They search, but they do not find, because these things can only be found in the presence of our Lord. So let us praise him that he gives us these gifts freely in Christ Jesus. Let us praise him that he would bless us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, not because of anything that we have done, but because he loved us and drew us to himself. And let us seek to be with our God. He has given us the word, his word. He has given us prayer. He has given us the church. He has even adopted us as his children so that we could be with him and call him father. Why would we not want to be with our father? Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, 
we pray that as this time comes to a close, that it would not be the last time that we are with you this week, but the first. That we would be constantly seeking you, our rock, and our salvation. That we would pray without ceasing, and that we would meditate on your word by day and by night. And that you would use all these things to conform us into the image of your Son. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.